0: Hi, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Nuke. And we're the co-hosts for the Kings of Hearts podcast. Hey guys, welcome back on to the Kings of Hearts podcast. This is Andy here. In this episode, Yanuko and I sit down with our brother Hafiz Sumani for the second time. We were excited to get this podcast rolling as the first one we feel like was we're just scratching the surface even though it was so deep so in this episode we get into the divine masculine and so many other great tidbits around men's mental health so we hope you enjoy all righty we are back on the kings of hearts podcast and we're welcoming back a returning guest our one and only Hafiz Sumani, welcome, brother.
1: Oh, thank you. It's great to be back.
0: I don't yeah, think I've man. left. though. I've
1: always felt like I've been here. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, never, we, we, never have, we have gone. meetings with you. We have, yeah, we have meetings with you every two weeks, and it feels like every time we have a meeting, it can sometimes turn into a podcast episode, right?
1: Right. That's, that's exactly it. You know. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this. You know. There's definitely. There's definitely lots to, to talk about, you know, that I can feel in my gut. You know, there's so much that's just like streams of multitude of thoughts. And when I try to crystallize it into one thing, it just dissipates, you know, and that was part of the challenge, you know, as I was prepping for this, <laughs> if I'm being transparent here, you know, and, you know, this lesson, I'm still learning it is to surrender, surrender what is and just accept and trust because i know that i have a lot to say i got so much that's just exploding out of me you know and just trying to control it to 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 quantify it into one specific thing is just it's just it's to reduce it yeah, you know i
0: think i think that's your you know honestly i'm thinking about what you're saying here and it's totally your magician energy <laughs> It's like, I have all the spells. Think about magician, right? It's like, I have all the spells. What do I use? I've all the wisdom. I've read all the books. What do I share? So <laughs> it's the, the life of a magician King, but before we get too deep, let's just drop in first. You oh, know, like here uh, yeah. with us as well. We'll do just a couple of quick check-ins and talk about our own lives as men and what's feeling alive. And then we'll kind of We'll get into the depth. We'll get there. The depth is always there. So mm. as our guest, you know what, before we even get there, let's all take a breath together. Hey, why not? Let's do a breath. <gasps> Officially, welcome back into this container of the Kings of hearts podcast. The breath always makes it official. Yes. 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 So let's roundtable this with, with obviously our guests going, you know, going first guest of honor. Mm. What's feeling alive for you in your life right now? Hafiz, what's happened?
1: Hmm. It was a fall season and, and fall is, uh, is a time of, uh, transition for me. It's, uh, you know, traditionally fall is harvest season. You know, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that are coming up. I uh, recently turned 33 this month, you know, on the 3rd of October. So a lot of threes and, uh, yeah, I'm just um, sitting with that and just embracing, <laughs> embracing the the journey from, you know, my previous years and just um, being grateful being grateful, and still moving forward without being stuck in the past of coulda, shittas, you know, it can get wrapped up in all those things, right? So it's, uh, what was that saying? You're driving, you're, you know, when you, you stare at the rearview mirror, it's temporary, but you got to look forward. <laughs> so now I'm feeling great. I'm feeling rejuvenated, and I'm excited to be here you guys so
2: yeah
0: blessings bro and uh I know your birthday was a little while ago but just want to say it officially on the on live on the podcast happy 33rd man thank you (laughs) special year I I think
1: thank you hmm
0: you would you would you love to go next brother yeah buddy
2: Hey, everybody. Uh, Yeah, man, in this moment, I'm feeling super grounded, super chill. I am excited for what this conversation (laughs) is going to unfold. Uh... (laughs) I'm not going to say I'm scared. I just don't know what to expect. So here we go. Um, And yeah, for me in this season right now, um, I just returned from Ghana recently visiting family. So just transitioning back into the Western lifestyle and getting ready for fall and (laughs) the cold weather that it brings. So here we go. Mm -hmm. Here we go
0: to you, Andy. (laughs) Thank you. It's interesting to hear you guys talk about the fall season as I arrive back into another season of summer down in Mexico. That's where I'm calling in from right now. What's feeling alive for me Is community and connection. You know, I set an intention coming back into this chapter of Mexico to to really sink my roots in a little bit more. And what does that look like? It looks like me making more effort to meet people here, making more effort to show up at different networking events. And yeah, I set a little goal. You can call it a goal or you can call it an intention. However, Every single week, I'm going to be in something here, like live in the community. I have such a great support network online. And I think the in-person Tulum, Mexico community uh, feels a bit untapped. So I'm feeling a lot of community energy and vibration coming through me these past couple days. That's where I'm at. Happy as a clam. Back in summer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's really good. You mm-hmm. know, we, uh, one, one of the things I was thinking about, you know, we're talking about seasons, right? Fall, oh. winter, summer, spring, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And every season comes with it with new lessons. And at the beginning of every new season, you kind of reflect back at the previous one. And I'm like listening to you, Feezy's talk about you know, 33. But before 33, there was 32. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, this is just coming up for me right now. I wanted to ask you what, what were some lessons, man? Like what did 32 provide for you? Uh, No rhyme intended.
1: (laughs) Man, 32 for me was, and reflecting back on that was It felt like to me the end of a end of a longer cycle. You know, there's cycles within cycles. And 32 felt like the end of that cycle. Um, if I'll give it a, a a name of that cycle, it would be the explorative phase you know, discovery phase, you know, learn and absorb as much as I can. I could feel it when I was, you know, around 32. That was when I was like, okay, this is now we got to, you know, take what we have and then (laughs) work with it, you know? And there was a lot of resistance to that because it was, you know, it was almost 10 years. It was a 10 year period of that, of just, Um, diving into whatever I can and not to say that I I can't do that anymore. Is that my energy, my focus has shifted into, um, coming back into the community, you know, coming back to community and sharing what I've learned and giving back, um, the, the gifts that I cultivated, the, the knowledge that I've, you know, the little knowledge that I've acquired that I can share It's not for me. It's for, it's for others. Right. So that 32 was the end of that. And it really hit me when I hit, when I hit 33, I'm like, Whoa, okay. (laughs) Now it's time. Now it's time to, you know, to get to work, really get to work, you know, and have that discipline, you know, that saying that he who lives without discipline, you know, dies without honor. Ooh. Right. (laughs) It Where was that, that type of energy. <laughs> Where's that from? That quote. It's beautiful. Uh, I think it was Sang Chi. I got to double check on that. <laughs> Can you say it one more time? Oh, that was wonderful, man. He who lives without discipline dies without honor. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting to think about, you know, discipline and honor be- like it being two sides of one coin. Among mm. other things, obviously, as well, however, yeah. I never actually thought about discipline and honor as like something together before. That's really an interesting thought yeah i've heard about I've heard about discipline being like in conversation and being the opposite of freedom. Well I wouldn't say opposite, I would say like discipline creates freedom. that's the thing I, i've I've heard, but I've never heard about honor before. Mm. thanks for sharing that, yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Nuke? I'm
2: just <laughs> taking notes over here, just trying to like wrap my head around that sentence. Uh I like I wrote the words discipline and honor. And what immediately comes to mind is like the samurai mm-hmm. and you know, being disciplined in I'll say his or her his or her actions. And and like within that is that sense of uh like autonomy, that sense of sovereignty, right? And and like when I think honor, I just think like your purpose, your work, the the journey, the odyssey. While we're on this plane, so yeah, that's what comes up for me right now. I'm just like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah, discipline and honor it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
1: um, even with uh, the archetype of the king, right? The king and the warrior right they, they they embody those and you know you were asking me about you know that transition from you know that long cycle when i was you know from 32 to 33 from that discovery playful energy is almost uh akin to like the the child you know the boy <laughs> right and you know there was a there was a, there was a teacher uh gp walsh she said um he, he teaches non-duality and and he, he said something about how the child must die right for the man to be born and that oh man i i resisted that i was like there's no way i'd want to kill the inner child that inner child's been with me this whole time that's my creative force that's like you know i i reconnected with that inner child you know with all these inner works and all these things and now i got to kill that <laughs> so that's where my head went at you know but it's it, it's a vital part of that journey right and in um various cultures there's initiations that a boy goes through to become a man right often it's a time of you know, when the when the boy starts to notice girls, right? And then they, they play this this sort of role where the mother is in on it too, where the, the chief is like, you know, Andy Nuke, you must die. <laughs> you must die. And you're they're serious, and then they they take you. And then the, the mother's like, please must he go, right? And play that part and then put you in a scenario where you face death. All kinds of things, right? And in doing so, it it. it it shifts away it chips away that 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 uh that innocence in a way that 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 brings forth the man right and i think that is something that is missing in in the western world is initiation you know and and i think um that's part of what we're doing here by the way <laughs> in a slow in a slow you know not, not like you know, being tied up in a jungle with bullet ants <laughs> crawling up and biting you for, you know, the whole day and, you know, that, that kind of thing. Not, not that type type of trauma, but in a slow way that, you know, we can slowly cultivate that. So. Yeah.
0: You yeah. mentioned a lot of, uh, gold nuggets there, brother. I <laughs> love, I love how much love you have for your inner child. That's amazing. Mm right? Like being so many, so many men actually traverse this, this lifetime, not even speaking the words inner child. A lot, a lot of, a lot of people don't even know what that even is. Can you believe that? Like we, we work in a bubble, you know, sometimes we forget that there's so many people out there that, that aren't aware to this um, work that aren't aware to this verbiage. The mm-hmm. fact that you know, A, we're aware of the inner child. B, we're compassionate about it. And, uh, and C, now we're like looking for ways to serve and use that language with men in men's circles and men's groups and at events and in coaching, whatever that looks like, right? Totally. It's quite <coughs> powerful. And I feel like I, I had a similar, because I, I resonated with, with what you sh- shared there. I had a similar instance where it didn't feel good right away. Uh, when I first heard like you gotta you gotta kill that you gotta kill the child in order to be the man, kill the boy to be the man. Yeah, it felt harsh. You know what? Mm-hmm. I reflect back on that that version of me that first heard those words. I was triggered because I never met that part, I never integrated that conscious man in me yet. Mm-hmm. I was hanging tight to that, to the unconscious qualities of a boy, the shadow qualities of a boy because now we're talking about some duality right it's like there's a yeah. conscious child that needs to be that needs to remain and be integrated and then there's the shadow boy the boy that is acting up the boy that is causing chaos the boy that is is mischievous that is the mm. trickster yeah. that is dramatic right i love that i
1: love that and uh, and, uh i think it's in the in the king king magician uh, warrior lover in which the the, the boy the, the child um you know you mentioned the shadow child right and uh, um i forgot the name of the, the the you know the the i guess the positive end of it the light side of the child is uh, a representation of the hero actually right like in some ways the hero as an adult is quite juvenile you know, and here we are, we watch, we celebrate these heroes, <laughs> you know, Marvel and I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I love, grew up watching all that, you know, Spider-Man, Batman, you know, but there's a level of, um, they have an integrated, you know, that, uh, um, the, 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 the manhood in them, they're still acting within their, 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 their child aspect.
0: What do you think about that when I see that? (laughs) Well, you know, I have a question that kind of pops up as you say that it's like, what is the, what's the catalyst, you know, you said earlier, you know, Mm. you said earlier that it isn't conducive to, to throw a man out into the wilderness and let him get eaten by ants anymore. There's a, there's a different way to initiate these days. Right. However, I'm thinking like, Mm. what's, what about it isn't different than, than in ancient times or the past. The one thing that pops up for me is like pain, Hmm. pain. So what do you think? What do you, what both of you, what do you guys think about that? It's like, is pain the thing that is a catalyst to initiating boy to man, regardless of whether this is, you know, the year 12, 1203 versus 2021
1: it's 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 through the 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 friction of the you know of conflict and pain that that's how we grow, right? That that's that's needed. Um, you know, we think of like a a snake shedding its skin; it doesn't just fall off. There's there's you know through the through the process of shedding. There's I'm sure there's some discomfort there, right? Um, what did Rumi say that you know if it, it's through the the, the polishing. Right. The the polishing of the, the rubs. If you complain by the uncomfortability of it, then you're not going to get the polish. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing it, but it, we need that. And it's and, and part of the that transformation is embracing that. Embracing that. And I think the the other piece of it too, as well, too, with the pain is also it's the community as well, too. Is that you face it alone, but then you get welcome back. You have a community to come back to to welcome you, to congratulate you, to celebrate you. Right. That's the other that's the other piece there that is also important. So um, yeah, I think that that's the that's the other piece there. Is that I, it, I think it's also this, I gotta face this pain, I gotta suffer, and I gotta do it all alone. And yes, and you also have a community as well, too. You have support as well too so that's that, that's why it's so important to have a tribe you know family so that's what comes up for me
2: <laughs> yeah this is i'm taking notes over here guys and and your question andy like is pain is pain that necessary evil for a boy to transition to a into a man from prince to king like i'm sitting here being like, like I don't know. Like I like to think I like to think that that yes there is some component. However, is that necessary? I don't think that's always the case. And I think I like to think feel and believe if we have strong men, women in our lives that can help us navigate through whatever we need to go through, then we can mitigate some of these traumas or hurts or pains right now that's not to say that you don't need to um go through whatever you need to go through like i'm all for shedding of the skin you know and and being polished and what have you is just like can we do that in a way that doesn't instigate pain like i i don't know if what i'm saying is making sense but i'm just like if we can mitigate sometimes some of the like putting your hand on the stove is the one that comes to mind all the time. Like if you can mitigate having to put your hand on the stove and burning your hand to know that the stove is hot, let's mitigate that. Right? Like not every guy has to put his hand on the stove to be like, Oh, it's hot. Okay, cool. So yeah, I, I feel like it's this paradox. It's this necessary evil. And um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I I definitely, you know, the analogy of touching the stove like obviously um you know, you, you learn through all people's examples, right? I think that's 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 what a, a smart person would do is to learn from other people's experiences and I mean even You know, I can speak on my experience and mean in a men's circle, hearing other people's stories and examples and what they're going through. I mean, I have been through it personally, but I can, you know, through empathy, I can feel that and I I can, I can learn from that and, and use that as an example. If I'm going through a scenario like that, I have a frame of reference as to how to be. Um, I think in terms of pain, like we're, we're limited to just physical pain, you know, and I don't know about you, but there's some, like, I'd rather (laughs) there's men, there's physical pain is like mental and emotional pain, like a heartbreak. I'd rather break my arm than have like a heartbreak pain, man. (laughs) Cause that's, that's a whole lot more, you know what I mean? Just, just as a comparison. So I, I think there's different levels of pain and I think the ultimate one comes to death. That's the, that's the one thing that is certainty that we will die and facing that um it's a whole different type of you know emotions and and, and a type of pain that you just don't want to you know to, to sit with that the child wouldn't want to you know you know that, that, that that's that that's part of the manhood you know as a and that's what the initiation process is as well too is also facing that a taste of that knowing that whoa this is a real thing you know and I'm not saying that everybody's got to experience that. Like, what's it, you know, like a near death experience. I'm not advocating for that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's, um, but but as far as pain goes, I mean, there's, you know, even being disappointed of not getting what it is you thought you wanted, (laughs) right? That resistance that creates that pain, right? You can't avoid
0: it. I was just going to say, I was just going to say too, that because I love what you said, Yanuka, as well around like we can mitigate it, and maybe maybe it isn't pain that's the catalyst for, for the, the the journey from from boy to man. Maybe it's, maybe it's adversity. Then that could be, mm. with less pain, right? Like if we were to go a bit deeper, it's like maybe it's not the pain. And I think that I think we're getting we're going somewhere here because I think a lot of men who are listening to this episode right now they will, they will resonate because there's a lot of men with the narrative or the story of no pain, no gain. Right. And sure. You know, that's maybe served something in some way, and there's a lot of room for challenge around that statement. And I think we're challenging it with that statement. We're unpacking it and maybe giving it a different, um, possibility looking at it. So I think maybe like adversity, it's like adversity, like we need, a, we need a face, we need more situations where men need to face a situation where there's adversity that will call something greater within himself forward. Mm-hmm. So maybe not necessarily pain.
2: So what's coming up for me as I'm writing and listening to both of you talk. And I, I resonate with the adversity piece a lot. And, and again, like, because, because the question is around initiation. And so I'm just trying to think, if a child has been brought up in a beautiful environment, community, secure, what have you, it's been absolute positivity, truth, and love, to get them into the next phase would be to uproot them from everything they know. So it doesn't have to be painful, right? now. From their perspective, it might be painful because I'm taking you out of your comfort zone versus just being like, I'm putting you in situations that you've never been in to foster tenacity, to foster grit, to for you to face um, you know, challenges, your emotions, for things to come up that you haven't had to face up until this point. When I sit and reflect, I think that is what's the whole point of initiation. Let's get this young man, and we're men, so I'll stick to men. Let's get this young man out of his comfort zone. And what does that look like? We're going to pull you away from your mom, who you've been with since day one, right? Let's put you in situations where you haven't been. In the middle of nowhere, figure it out, right? With with probably other men, let's just say, um, other elders, the shaman, the other warrior, whatever it may be. Now. Is that painful for all extensive purposes? No, right? However, is it just, is it uncomfortable? Yeah, hundred fucking percent, right? Is it outside my comfort zone and everything I know? Yes. And navigating through that and coming out on the other side is, is what I like to believe is part of that initiation piece. Cause I'm even thinking about, dude, our favorite movie, King Arthur. Andy, when he when he has to traverse through, right? And and uh, what what is her name? The mage gives him the snake and he and she and he's like, I don't like snakes. And it's like nobody likes snakes, but like stay with me, like like it's gonna make you see what you need to see. Right. And as he goes through what he goes through, and yes, there are elements of pain and he's scared and what have you, but it's like what he goes through at the end of the day and what he needs to look at is his initiation i'll
0: stop there i'm rambling yeah that's good no oh, that's amazing dude <laughs> that was funny. Wow. i love that you brought up king arthur because uh that's my favorite movie of all time <laughs> oh. uh, well there's a little bit of like uh i love that this is coming up right now hafiz there's like a little bit of uh call it an inside joke or something uh around <laughs> king arthur because there was there was actually a a period of time where I well is after I watched it for the first time, I was like, I don't like this movie. And I was critiquing the, the the crap out of it. And then Inukwa the entire time was like what what don't you like about it? Like it's an amazing movie. And then I I ended up watching it a second time and I was like oh, okay. And then the third time I'm like oh my God there's so many there's so many references to archetypes, king warrior magician lover sovereign mm. so beautiful have you watched uh-huh. it refuse that's the one of guy ritchie right the
1: director yeah. one i was directed by that oh yeah
0: yeah 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 it's, it's an amazing movie
1: i think i'll i'll have to, to watch it again with fresh eyes yeah um you know speaking of like you know we're, we're talking about warriors and kings and that type of archetype um another character as well too from uh, lord lord of the rings not to get too much into that whole area but aragon for example i think he is a a great example of um divine masculinity you know he, he's got this you know he's, he's he's a warrior right he he faces he knows his limitations right he knows what he can do what he cannot do you know those one one, one part in the first movie where he, you know, Frodo offered him the ring. I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen, <laughs> seen the movie. Right. Like, and he said, no, like, cause he knows he cannot handle it. Right. Like, yeah, I, I just, you know, watching that again from that perspective and looking at archetypes, you know, from that perspective, you know, I'm like, whoa, this guy embodies a lot of these qualities, you know?
0: Mm, so. Anyways, i was love to mention that. <laughs> I'd love to okay no like I'd love to talk about Aragon for a moment because he he's he's actually i I love Lord of the Rings so, and he's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you bring him up because I was just chatting with a friend yesterday about him. Mm. and we were we were unpacking this guy, this character. and he you're you're right. he is the the package deal of divine masculinity because one of the things that my friend and I were talking about yesterday, was at Aragon, he knows when to be soft and he knows when to be hard. Yeah. And he has the capacity and the wherewithal to know what moment needs which part of him. Mm-hmm. And he does not and he's not attached to each of those labels or identities. He's more around like, what what does the moment need? What is what, is in, what would be in service of the greater good? and the example that, that we were talking about yesterday was it was right after gandalf spoiler alert right after gandalf um die, dies mm-hmm. and all the hobbits were uh, they all they left that cave all the hobbits were crying and aragon's like we got to go and one of the other gentlemen i think aragon's other human companion said just let these, just let these uh, these these hobbits cry for a moment. Just let them grieve for God's sake. And but Aragon's like, no, we cannot. We have to go. And some may look at that situation and be like, well, he's a bit harsh there. Right? Like, why can't he let these these, these kids grieve for, for a friend they just lost? But the thing about Aragon was like, it was not the right time because enemies were coming. They were mm-hmm. in a situation of threat. Yes. Like we can grieve later for sure, but mm-hmm. right now is not the right time. And I think that even that scenario is such a great example of a of a good king. And the thing about, I, I even say king and Aragon, if he was sitting here right now with us, be like, no, I'm not a king. All right. And I, I think that is even that is in a testament to his character. Yeah. Didn't he bow to all the hobbits at the end of it? right? He's like, you bow to no one. And then
1: he bowed after he got crowned king. Like what? <laughs> like yeah. the epitome of, of such humility, you know, he, he really shows, uh, the humility in such a, in such a bright, um, you know, the, the bright side of, of humility, you know, cause there's a dark side to humility, but he, he, my goodness, <laughs> servant King. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, what a character. <laughs>
0: what a character for sure. I, I,
1: and I, I I can't think of any other characters like I, I really like any other characters that, that are, you know, um like that, you know. And it's used like um you know, in, in religious texts, you know, Jesus is a, is another embodiment of that as well, too, the ultimate that a lot of people relate to. Right, but uh, yeah, that's yeah, incredible.
0: You know, could you say that you haven't watched Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I haven't watched all of it. Oh, all of it, gotcha. So, some of it you've watched,
2: like part of the first one, man. I just haven't sat yeah. through all of it. <laughs> Like even the first movie, I don't think I've watched all of it. So it's a marathon. <laughs> don't don't hate me, those of you that are listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be curious to hear your your observations. You had a you have a keen eye. Hmm. Well, like I have watched
2: a couple of things on like King archetypes, and Aragon always pops up. So I'm very aware of what you guys are talking and and I can definitely resonate. However, like word for word scenes, obviously I'm not going to know. However, listening to you guys talk, I'm like, yeah, I can totally wrap my head around what you guys are talking about. And yeah, like something that I wrote down was just that ability to know when to be soft and when to be hard. Mm-hmm. And, and I know a word Andy that you and I have always talked about is sensitivity to the, to the environment, sensitivity to the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I'll speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for all men. Um, that has definitely been part of my learning mm-hmm. is knowing when to be soft and composed and delicate, and then also know when to be, you know, stubborn, when to be rigid, when to be convicted, when to be, to say no, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a time and place for both. And old Unuko would have been, nope, we are going to use the same tool in every situation. And that's not always the most healthiest. <laughs> so here we go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think
1: someone listening to this, you know, may ask, you know, well, how do you know exactly when to be soft and when, like, how do you, like, when is that moment? Right. How, like, how do you know? And and that, that, that comes from within trusting yourself, um, Viktor Frankl, Man, that this, this quote here is like, I'll, I'll tattoo that. <laughs> he talks about between stimulus and response, there's a space. And between that space, that in-between space is where you have the power to choose how you respond. And it's from that space, right? From that space that you make that discernment, make those choices between the breaths. You know, so... I think that's, uh, it's very subtle, it's very subtle, but it's so powerful. You no. Know, and, and, and that is, uh, I have a question for you guys actually, <laughs> what do you do when you guys are feeling stuck? You know, you feel in like in a, you know, in a space where you just uh, stagnant, you know, how do you get unstuck? What, what's something that you do? I want to hear from <laughs> a response from each of you guys.
0: That's a wonderful question. I want to create a space between stimulus and response right now. (laughs) First thing that comes up for me is to feel it and acknowledge it. Mm. Uh, Second thing that comes to me is share it with somebody, like share the experience with someone. Hey, I'm feeling stuck. Mm. I think sometimes like my old default programming would have been like, jumping to the solution right away. Mm-hmm. How do I fix this before I even feel fully feeling it? I'm already trying to fix it and trying to rush to fix something is, it's a symptom of a, a nervous system that doesn't know how to be with discomfort. Mm-hmm. You want to rush to get out of that anxiety or the anxiousness or fill in the blank feeling that you're feeling. Right? So for me, it's like, feel it fully share it, and then and then see what happens. Like leave some room for the unknown. Mm. I feel like sometimes our fix-it mind is looking for a predictable outcome, a predictable answer. And sometimes that's the case. A lot of the times it's not. A lot of the times when the storm passes, stuckness storm, you're complete you're resolved as long as you find it somewhere within yourself, or I should say myself. I'm just speaking for myself here where I can just calm and self-regulate and, and be with the experience instead of run from it. Mm. Great question. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
2: My, my immediate listening to you, Andy, my immediate thoughts are definitely feel it. Uh, current Uniqua, whenever something comes up and it's out of my comfort zone, it's definitely like feel it and then don't, not do not I make an effort to not attach my worth to it. So like, this is what I'm feeling. So like, it's not unique is sad. Like I'm feeling sad, you know, I'm feeling happy, like filling the gap, whatever it may be. Um, and then after that, it's to run it by people. So like, yeah, sharing it, like, and I'm, and I'll go to you or my sister and be like, Hey, like, am I missing something here? Like, like what am I crazy? Like, that's something I always tell people like, am I crazy? You know? And and, and if I'm crazy, then please reflect it back to me. So, so either a, I know this too shall pass or B, yeah, like I need like, I need to start looking at how I got myself into this situation so I don't repeat it. And so those are the two for me. Like I'm constantly looking at, yeah, I'm constantly looking for the people in my life to reflect back to me what I can't see. Mm -hmm. Cause old Unico would have loaned wolfed it. And been like, there's nothing there. I got it. Or I'm good. Or don't worry about it. Versus now I'm like, okay, this is coming up. The universe is giving me an opportunity one to feel through this, to look at something. And in those moments. Yeah. So wow. that's what comes up for me. That's awesome. Great
1: answers. Your turn of feast. <laughs> <I'm, this> <laughs> I wanna say uh Ditto, <laughs> but that's a cop out. <laughs> um yeah the, the, the first thing you know that I do is I I, I feel it I, I tune into where where I feel it in my body I think that was one of the it's a constant practice right to you know to to be in the body rather than to escape you know let me just watch something on TV or distract myself but when I feel stuck um I check into my body make sure that I'm breathing deeply Am I might breathe it into my belly all right, so that's that's the first one. Uh, the next one, as well, too, is you know and normally when this has happened, my head is my my mind gets into problem solving mode, trying to fix things. Right, so uh, rather than resisting that because that brings more anxiety, I I move, you know, I I need to move my body, you know, and something small as uh, cleaning, right, like make sure that I, I reorganize my workspace. Um, I find that when I do, it, it may sound silly, but it works for me. Is that when I organize something in in a space in my in my home, I find that it it reflects internally as well too. Like I'm cleaning my workspace, I'm cleaning a part of my mind, clearing space for that. So that's been. You know, like that uh, <laughs> this advice to say, always make your bed and then you know clean your room and uh, there, there's something to that. It's actually <laughs> it actually does something internally as well too, right? because everything is a reflection, right? They say that life is a is a mirror. It doesn't smile on before you do <laughs> right <laughs> so that's that's definitely those are the two things for sure that I do. And then, of course, also um sharing it as well too getting perspective from other people as well getting feedback you know am I crazy like what do you think about this right or if not I I journal I write that movement or even uh even tapping as well too that's something that I that I like to do as well
0: yeah I feel like um what's coming up for me right now is everybody's inherently different in their ways right There's some people that they default to only going inwards and not sharing anything at all. They just sort of try to fix it and sort it up themselves. And then there's people who their automatic response is to go out and just share it and ask for help and all that kind of like extrovert versus introvert type of thing. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, so if you're, if, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're, you're reflecting on, well how can i show up in stuckness well i would say like look at your current state of being are you the type of man that is current that currently is just goes inwards and sorts it all himself maybe maybe your edge is actually to go out and share it and be vulnerable and get into community and ask for help now the latter same thing if you're a man that tends to jumps right out there right as a part of his reaction just go out there and share, share, share vulnerability, 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 but does zero of the, the, the introspection that for that man, Hey, maybe it'd be very beneficial, beneficial for you to, to go inwards. So it's like self-awareness, which is one of the key pillars to Kings of hearts is so important. It's the reason it's actually why self-awareness is the first pillar it's number one, there's a specific order that we have it in. Right. So I'm not sure what, what that, what I just shared stirs up in you guys, but I I felt like sharing that. That was, wow. Mic drop, man. That was,
1: that was, that was gold. That, that (laughs) seriously, that, that, that's gold. You know, I, I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely resonate with that, you know, for sure. As, as as someone you know speaking as someone that is more on the introverted side, you know, um, doing the opposite as well too is it, it, it again goes back to exploring your edges, right? That's where growth is, right? Like it's it's uh it's this paradox, right? It's balance right? Balance between the two, not going through the extreme of the edges, but you need both as well, too. You need that space to internalize, indivi- individuate, but also be in communion with people, right? So, no, that was that was well said. Man.
2: <laughs> I love it. I want to chime in here and, and come back to this this Viktor Frankl quote that you shared, Hafiz, and I, and I think I think I feel I know like that that space that you talk about, stepping back, giving yourself um some breathing space to feel, to think, to do whatever you need to do to like come back to homeostasis, right? Is is powerful. And I I want to reflect and say like how important that community piece is in helping for a man. To be able to do that consistently. Because mm. I'll speak for myself. Being in a men's group was a safe space and environment where I could feel something and not just react. You know, being amongst other men, somebody would say something, and in that moment, it would force me to have to be in my body and breathe and respond. One, for my self-talk and my own nervous system, and then to be like, hey, so-and-so, like, why would you say that? Or, Or where does that come from? Right? And I think if I didn't have such spaces, then the question comes, so then where are men learning how to pause and take a step back, you know, and give themselves some breathing room when we get triggered, when our nervous system gets rattled. Because and if not, let's be honest, the majority of us are going to react.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I think, again, I think, I feel, I know, community, a very conscious community, a conscious tribe of people that are also doing the work of healing, of transformation, of wanting to be a king warrior magician lover helps in building that muscle to then be able to when you're out in the real world so to speak and not in the group you know you've given yourself a fighter's chance at being able to respond versus reacting
1: yeah
0: boom. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. I, you said, so you said a key word, you said two key words there, bro. You said breathing room, <laughs> you know, one thing that's really helped me in my life around creating more of that space between stimulus and response is breath work, mm. slowing life down, slowing the moment down by breathing deeper. Every man needs to have some sort of breath work practice. I don't care what you say. Every man needs a breath practice. Every client that comes and works with me on a one-on-one basis, first session, let's get you breathing. Let's get you breathing every single day. Maybe it's five minutes. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it's Wim Hof. Maybe it's just sitting there with your eyes closed and inhaling through your nose and exhaling with your mouth. Nothing fancy. Just breathe. Yeah. Breathing room. hmm
1: And the more you, you cultivate that, you know, the less time, you know, like in, in terms of, you know, taking that step back, that space, you know, whether it's five minutes or an hour or or whatever, right. The more you practice it, the more quicker you can shift it in 10 seconds. Like I feel one breath (sighs) (laughs) that takes work, you know, that takes, that takes practice consistency consistency and, and and that's that's the thing with this this type of work right it's you're never there is no destination with this there is no okay you know i've done breath work for six months or whatever and i got it no you got to keep doing it each day every day or however long consistently you know so
0: well breath work yeah. practice for a reason you know like a daily commitment, like you don't do breath work just once. And then all of a sudden you have this amazing response time. You don't ever react anymore. Uh, I think it's a, it's a life commitment. You commit in life, you know, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: to this. Yeah. What comes
2: up for me is, is a constant willingness to be a magician, to be an alchemist. Right. To take whatever the world is presenting you with, right? Because my, I've, I've just come to a point in my life where I'm like, man, every situation that happens is the universe's way, is God's way, is love's way of being like, hey, Uniqua, how do you want to choose to show up today? In this moment, how do you want to show up? Mm. And so now it's just a matter of, it's, it's yeah, okay, like my nervous system is rattled. Awesome. Okay. Like, are you going to be, does it call for the king energy right now? Does it call for the warrior energy right now? Does it call for the lover energy right now? And, and knowing, <clears throat> excuse me, and having a training ground, such as men's group men's work community gives me this space to train in there. So then when I am in interactions with other people who I don't know, Hey, Hey, in that moment because i've i've trained myself mentally physically spiritually emotionally now instead of reacting right i can be that servant king and go on one knee and be like hey so and so like what is what is eliciting such a response right versus if i didn't have the training ground to prime myself and to know how to transmute that energy that fire that somebody's giving me in that moment i resp- i react and now it's fire on fire. And now there's no polarity. We're not getting anywhere. No, you said this. No, you said that. No, it's uh, How are we moving forward? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Breathing room. <laughs> Training ground. Men's work. And <laughs> as, you're, as, you're, as you're talking about
1: that, I'm, you know, one word came, came up. It's, it's art. <laughs> it's a work of art. You know, like to like those emotions, like it's, it's important to also acknowledge them as well, too right you know like like even that uh the, the process of transmuting it is, is is you gotta acknowledge it acknowledge it and yeah yeah i feel angry right rather than oh i feel angry okay let me let me shift this quickly that's a different state <laughs> right that comes from a um from a space of uh judgment judgment and uh unworthiness my goodness unworthiness that that that's the that is the, the source of all doubts and fear and, 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 and pain is unworthiness, you know, and that unworthiness is a, a it's, it's a human condition, right? I, I think it's my belief is that, um, everybody has levels of that and it comes from separation, separation from, uh, from God or source or whatever word you want to use. Um, that and and that that's that's the it's my belief that's that's the stem of all the the, the suffering that you know i'm not enough you know so that, that's a
0: whole other area to dive into but uh <laughs> it's beautiful um the the bridge that you just created there between unworthiness and spirituality bro mm. right like there's so many different modalities ways to to work with unworthiness there's like a therapeutic way there's there's some shadow work and there's like the connect you said the connection to god or source or universe that's such a powerful avenue and an, an invitation for anybody who is who is experiencing unworthiness and is feeling willing to to discover and to make art out of it i think that bridge towards spirituality i think is a beautiful way to 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 unpack it as well as all the other ways that i just mentioned as well so many different avenues like there's an abundance of of ways to do to to work through our our stuff right Mm -hmm. exactly
1: and and these tools these tools that you, you know, whatever resonates with you as you, you know, whether it's, you know, breath work for sure, that's the fundamental one. <laughs> you know. Um when it comes to these uh modalities, right? You from my experience, you you take it, you, you, you utilize the lesson from it, and then you and then you discard it. You don't hold on to it. That's another key piece there is letting go. What worked for you to make that transformation, now you leave it. It's like uh, here's a great analogy. It's like you, you know, you you use the boat to get across the river, right? Do you take the boat with you when you get on land? No, you leave it for someone else to use it. Right. So that's the thing when it comes to these tools, these whatever books and whatnot, you share it, you know, like the, the, the grasp and the attachment of it also causes suffering as well too, but that's, (laughs) You know, so you use it once it's done, and once it serves your purpose, then you let go, right? So it's it's also that all that process as well too of like like the the giving and the receiving, the dichotomy of the two.
0: You know, <laughs> I sense uh, I sense a part three, part oh, three to this conversation. It. You know <laughs> it, you know it. <laughs> it's got to um, be at least three. So. Um, as we wrap up this uh, this this conversation, Hafiz, is there anything else you'd like to to share? Yeah, absolutely. There's
1: there's this piece here that I this this piece here that I want to read you guys from uh, from Hafiz, <laughs> the Sufi poet. It's called "The Warrior." The warriors tame the beasts in their past so that the knight's hooves can no longer break the jeweled vision in the heart the intelligent and the brave open every closet in the future and evict all the mind's ghosts who have the bad habit of barfing everywhere for a long time in the universe has been germinating in your spine but only a saint has the talent the courage to slay the past giants the future anxieties the warrior wisely sits in a circle with other men gathering the strength to unmask himself then sits given like a great illuminated planet on the earth yeah
0: a warrior wow i've never heard that before that's so deep Mm -hmm. i feel like we could even spend like another hour unpacking each line and what that means. <laughs> I, know. I know we don't have time for that, but thank you so much for, for sharing that, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Can I ask uh, what, uh, what called you to bring that to the, bring that up to the podcast? So
1: there's, there's one part in the, it was a second last verse, you know, the warrior sitting in a circle of other men, as he gathers the strength to unmask himself. I was like, yo, this is the embodiment of men's work. This is why we do the work. And yeah, first time I read it, I I sat there in silence. I'm like, oh, (laughs) like in just dead silence, be like, damn, like, whew. (laughs) So there's there's layers with this. So that's Hafiz, Hafiz. (laughs) Hafez.
2: yeah thanks for listening yeah man that's absolute gold and uh i feel like the next one we will start with that (laughs) and then go layers deep from there we'll see how deep the rabbit hole goes so yeah man thanks for sharing that that definitely resonates
0: Mm -hmm. anything else on your your heart here brother to share to the audience, about anything really, whatever came up for you today—men's mental health, men's work, divine masculine, Aragon—I <laughs> love, I love all the stuff that came up today. What, what would, mm. what would make you feel complete?
1: Hmm. Oh, I didn't talk about the. Again, this will probably be a next part here, but I'll, I'll mention them here quickly. Is. You know when it comes to the you know the the shift you know when you're shifting out of you know maybe into a different identity or empower embodying a quality always start with curiosity right curiosity to ask the questions you know curiosity and then uh compassion right compassion to open yourself to others to share you know what's going on internally Right. And that takes courage. Right. And uh, connection and commitment. You know, those five C's. (laughs) And I'll finish with the the R's as well, too. I got tons of R's. You know, reset, refresh, realign, restart, recharge, rejuvenate, revitalize as many times as it takes. Because you are eternity. You are infinite. Everything that you ever needed, you wanted, you have within you, and you are the embodiment of that. You are love. Ubuntu.
0: Ubuntu, brother. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today.
2: Thank you. Thank you. That was magic.
1: Thanks for making time to listen to the King of Hearts podcast. We hope you found something meaningful and impactful in today's dialogue. This conversation with us ends here. However, the conversation with you and your community also starts here. Follow us on Instagram at thekingsof.hearts for everything King of Hearts. And our website is www.kingshearts.com. Until we meet again, be well. We'll